You can take down the missing posters. <clears throat> you can stop with the emails of concern. I am most definitely alive. Um, actually, I'm doing completely fine. I know it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast. It's been quite a while. <clears throat> and I hope the sound quality's pretty good on this one. I'm doing it kind of a different way. I'm doing it on the road, and that's kind of been the issue with not recording. Um, I've had numerous emails. Where have you been? It's much easier to discuss where I haven't been. Um, December was Wisconsin. Uh, then back to Ohio. Uh, it was a pretty good stint in Ohio. Then Indiana, uh, Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana. Uh, back to West Virginia. And... Uh, Looks like West Virginia for the foreseeable future. Um, you would think being on the road like that's the prime opportunity to record and do these podcasts, something I love doing. And, and uh, I'll tell you, every day a topic entered my mind. Something came up, something I wanted to talk about, something I wanted to do a podcast about. And I just got set up to where I could do these remote podcasts and have guests on and for the first part of that run on the road, actually up until the last couple of weeks, I was never alone, and I wasn't with the type of people that, one, I would really podcast with, and two, that were not the type of people that probably have any interest in it whatsoever, um, but now I have the opportunity to be alone somewhat and uh, to record and do these podcasts. <coughs> I'm very grateful for all the people that did reach out during that time. Like, I have a small podcast with a very small following, and the majority of you didn't forget. And and I tried to stay in touch with everyone that was emailing. This would be the prime opportunity to do a mailbag episode. But I'm just going to be honest with you. There were so many emails that it really wasn't fair to just take the last ones that were seen or this or that. I deleted all emails for two reasons. One, to make it fair for everybody to get their email on the air if they send back. And two, to kind of gauge how many people came back, how many people came back and listened and and got into this. And Really, the biggest thing that pushed me to do another episode and, and get back into doing this regularly is other podcasts. Um... I found so many here lately that I just really love, uh, and they're all local for the most part. Um, there's one called Here to Chew Bubblegum. Love it. It's a great podcast. Um, if you've listened to any of my episodes on uh, paranormal or conspiracies or anything like that, it's a fun look at it from the other side. and. These guys are good at what they do. I mean, they're just great at what they do. They're everywhere. They're on radio stations, everything. Uh, they they note Art Bell's an inspiration, and you can see that they're very much carrying on that tradition. I look for that to be a live show at some point with call-ins. I mean, it's just a great show. Down on the holler, a great podcast I picked up locally. If you live in Appalachia, especially in eastern Kentucky... That should be required listening. I mean, it's an excellent, excellent show. Um, 
And all of these are kind of in a different vein than mine. They have co-host and, and things of that nature. Something I'm not opposed to. Something I think would make this much more enjoyable. Um, if you ever listen to the first episode of this, um, the other Four Horsemen episode, that's that's what this show was intended to be. That's the direction that it wasn't I had planned for it to go. Those four people talking about movies and music and wrestling and you know, having a lot of fun. And kind of throughout the time that I've not been recording, one of the people that did that show with us, Josh White, passed away. And uh, it kind of made me, like, I don't know, especially on the podcast deal, because, you know, it's kind of the first thing I thought about. And I shared that episode with another one of the guys that was in it who hadn't heard it in a while. And there's a clip, if you go back and listen to uh, the cover song uh, podcast, which you have to listen to on Spotify. You can't get that episode. Certain episodes have music in them. Can't get those anywhere but Spotify. They don't pop up on the other providers. But uh, Josh came in and done a, a little snippet on that, talking about his favorite cover song. Josh is a good dude. And, you know, I could sit and do a whole podcast about this dude that I didn't know as well as I wanted to. And didn't get to be around, especially later on in life, as, as much as I wanted to. He was a guy that he and his mother and father and brother always excellent to me, even though I was a weird kid and um, not the type of kid most parents wanted hanging around with their kid. Josh was older than me, but he was a good dude, and he was good to me. And, uh, you know, he he couldn't really get time to to do the podcast, and not because he was lazy, because he was pursuing a second degree and a second career later on in life and trying to help other people via that career. And he was a great family man and a great father and a great husband and a great friend, and he had all these things going on that had real impacts on people's life. So sitting around and talking, you know, to me about uh, wrestling or movies ever so often just, you know... It wasn't that he didn't want to be with friends, you know, or, you know, people that he liked to hang out with. It's just that he had real responsibilities, and he, you know, it's sad that we didn't get to continue that and go on with it, but it is what it is, and um, I, I think about that a lot, and I really thought about that tonight, and I'm doing research for a podcast that's not ready yet, and taking the notes and looking up the websites and doing all that. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'll come back strong with with my Freedom of Speech podcast. And it, uh, it just, I don't know, it hit me at least get back and say hello, you know. And it doesn't have to be this epic and this or that. And, I mean, the quality of my podcast are subject at best, but... um. It's kind of more the way I used to do it, just off the top of the head, just talking about what I want to talk about, you know. Um, 
And so I was thinking about Josh and I thought that it'd be a good time to to maybe talk to everybody a little bit. Loss is a is a weird thing, you know, and <clears throat> it's something everybody thinks about and you you kind of everybody obviously processes it in a different way and every every loss is is different. You know, I lost two grandfathers. And that's fairly common for people. The first one I lost when I was young. And I don't have a lot of memories of him. Uh, Really just one that was vague. But even that vague little memory is is happy, you know. I lost my other grandfather much later on in life, and I was very close with him. I, I practically lived with him, I mean, for a good chunk of my life, and... You know, he was very important in my mother's life. That was her father. And uh, so, you know, he he was important to me, but, you know, she emphasized his importance, you know. And and he was a, a well-known person and um, I would say well-liked for the most part. There's people that didn't like him, but, you know, he put a lot of effort into those people that didn't like him. And, um... I think he was proud of why some of them didn't like him, and I can understand that to a certain degree. Losing my grandmother uh, on my father's side this year, she was just a sweet, good person, a person I didn't spend enough time with, and I was around nowhere near enough. And Losing that first grandfather so young didn't, give me what I needed to process that loss later on. And so in a pretty quick span, I lost my best friend in the world, you know, at a very young age and lost my grandfather, um, the person I was closest to family-wise, all in a a very, very short span. And... uh, So, that was so much to unpack and process, and and I feel my grandfather's was easier because of his age, because of the long life he'd lived, and uh, he he didn't seem to have any remorse or regrets or uh, objections to going in the end. Uh, he faced it admirably, I felt, and... And I always respected that. I always felt like my friend Eric was cut short, you know, and uh, I didn't have the relationship with him I'd like to have had right there at the end, you know. And I, I look at his cousin, who is probably the best friend I have left in this world, and I see her struggle still with it because she took a lot of blows just back-to-back, a dad you know, basically a brother, and all this in a very, you know, hard time in her life, and and I look at it, and, you know, I don't feel as bad or as sad or as upset because I kind of feel more for her because it was a harder hit for her. It doesn't matter how close me and him was. It doesn't matter. It's not that it didn't affect me, but I see 
you know, and, and, and being able to step back and kind of look at it from that and, and look at it from that point of view makes it a more digestible reality. You know, he and I started in a band together, and this has been in multiple podcasts, and since the last podcast about this band, you know, the thing I always said is it started out with five of us, and there was only three left. But as of this year, there's only two of us left. And me and the other guy, Bruce, got together the other day and played music with another friend of ours who we've played with over the last couple of years, and it made that experience a thousand times more precious because Will, the singer, is gone, and Bob, Brian Hall, the drummer, he was gone, and Eric, the guitar player, was gone, and it left Bruce and myself, and, you know, Tyler is as much a part of that history now because in the later years, you know, the same way I couldn't imagine playing without those guys before, I couldn't imagine playing without Tyler now, um... But loss it is, you know, my grandmother on my mom's side passed away. I felt nothing, you know, but I, I have felt no hate or, or ill will towards her, but I felt no loss because of the type of person she was and how she was towards myself and my mother and my family. But my grandfather always said that, you know, and I, again, this is not to say that I agree with it, but I understand where he was going with it. He said, if, if if you can't hate someone, how can you love someone else? If, if that hate has no value, then love is worthless. And and he was one of them talk tough type of guys, and, and I don't think that's exactly how he meant it. But if I don't learn to process the loss of people who wronged me with and do it without hate maybe do it with indifference and sorrow for their loss even though I felt a certain way to them then the value of those people who meant so much to me is diminished somewhat and I, I think that's more of how I would look at it in opposition to what he said but uh, loss is a, a weird dynamic because it it can be all-consuming and not to be all happy-go-lucky guru sounding, but there there has to be a way to make a positive out of that situation. Not to say that you can always do it, or or that it will always be easy, but at least the mindset of trying to find that positive, looking back towards the positive parts of, of that person's life and, and the positives that, that they brought to other people's lives that has to be an integral part of the mourning process. And I think me trying to do that brings more value to those people that I still have and more value to those memories that I hold of those people that I lost. You know, and there's that fine line and still living and remembering and not punishing yourself with the past. 
and I think people do that in different ways. I, I you know, uh, the the three guys in the band that passed away, um, have a tattoo, the band name, it's cassette tape, and it's got the initials of two of the guys. You know, unfortunately, I have to add the initials of another one now, and um, I don't look forward to that. And my uncle and my grandfather on my mother's side, who I was so close with, you know, they share the name, and so I have that name on my arm with their birth dates. And I've already got a tattoo kind of drawn out and designed out for my grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side. And I like that. I like that that memory and that uh, that piece of them always there. Every time I see that, it's a, it's a good... I don't remember any of the bad times because... There were bad times with my grandfather. There was times we disagreed and, and had arguments and things of that nature. And that's common for everyone. Um, but when I look at that, I don't, I don't see those bad times. I, I, only see, I only see the good times. And that means a lot, you know. That, that's very helpful in that process. And one of my great friends, Jojo, just gave me a little decal of a hand holding up the four horsemen symbol, putting the back of my truck. He's got one in his. And when I see that, I think about that first podcast, and, and I think about those people, and I think about Josh, who we lost, you know. And I don't... I don't know if I can name you a bad time with Josh, but to be honest, if I'm being fair, I can't sit and say, hey, I was Josh's best friend. Because I've seen people that were hurting a lot more than me, not because they cared more than me, but because they had more of a, a past there, you know. I was a friend in passing, but that's, that's how good of a friend he was. That's how good of a person he was. I could sit and be disingenuous and say, you know, man, we were so tight and we were best friends, but we weren't. But he was such a good guy. And he made you feel so important and, and engaged you so much that you felt more valuable than you probably were in the process. And that puts great value on him in your memories as you go forward, as you move forward. So I see that little decal in the window and I, I think about that. And I, you know, It's amazing how people impact us. And it's amazing how we store that and what we do with that and what value we place on that and what meaning we give people in our lives. And, you know, I think there's this fine line you can walk or what's the most important factor in life as it plays out think in the beginning it's all about the moment and it's all about love and interaction and it's all about growing and moving forward and I don't think you should ever transition excuse me to the point to where you're going backwards or you're looking back too much but I think as you build and store memories as you build and acquire relationships 
as you gain and, and exude more love and, and more interaction as you go forward. Not that loss becomes this extremely dominant part of life. But it definitely becomes a bigger part of life. Just by the facts of nature, by the way that we are, the disposable creatures that we are, the short lifespans that we live, it's the blink of an eye in, in regards to the totality of life. And that loss can do one of two things. It can become this negative that eats and chews and devours and takes out the bright spots and takes out the positives and takes out all these different things or or it can it can be this beautiful positive in your life this part of life that this part of life that, that really adds the color and the texture to the painting. I don't know. I'm not saying dwell on that loss or, or give it any more attention than it deserves because I never really look at that loss, but that loss amplifies the value of what you do have, the memories, the shared experiences, the happiness, the joys. To where you're not focusing on the loss, but the loss is the catalyst for the good that comes from the memories. I, um, I don't know that I'll always be able to do that. But I'd like to think that something in me will as loss grows, find a way to to value the good parts of that loss. I think a lot of times when people read my poetry, they see a, a very negative undertone. And I've explained that over the years as it's, it's not as much a negative as it is a positive. It's, it's me purging that from the system. If you read the last book, Creating the Perfect Slaves, it's it's a cathartic act or play in, in different acts and it starts from the darkness and it goes from the light. It starts from the fears and and the the processing of all these negatives and it slowly but surely turns into I say these things to get them out, to process them, to work through them, but this is me in reality, and I see this this uh, this life in more of a positive way. And I've got something written that if it if I ever stop being lazy and finish it will be in the third book, the third poetry book. Uh, I feel like that guy from was it in Living Color? I wrote a song about it. Here it goes. You know, the guy, I can't remember. I can't do the voice either, but I, I often throw so much stuff in here podcast-wise with these poems that I... But this is a this is a poem that probably fits this... Um, 
probably fits this podcast fairly well. And uh, I thought I'd just kind of throw it in a shirt. I've always been one to give the poetry away as much as I can. The books are out there, and if you want to buy them, you know, you can. But uh, they're... They're, uh, you know, they're always available. If you don't want to buy them, you can just kind of get them. So it's called Empty Seats. It seems to be the empty seats that I remember the most. The dirty throne that my grandfather sat in with his head hung low. The soft recliner my grandmother lounged in before her pain consumed her. It's the empty places that feel the memory. These are not my seats to occupy. I have no claim to such thrones. My seat will one day be left empty, left to fade and rot away with time. That will not be the seat of my children or theirs. They will find their own place to sit in life. The empty spaces around us are made for storage and not occupation. Storage of memories so that we may occupy our own seat. The empty seats seem to be the fullest in time. I think that that kind of gets to the point that... uh, I was trying to make with the podcast today. Um, and I hope that it's not a downer because it's it's not supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be somewhat uplifting. <laughs> um, then again, I get that a lot from people who say, yeah, you know, I like that now, but uh, it's kind of a downer, and I don't really mean for it to be, but uh, I don't know, apparently I can write some really bummy out, like some stuff that really bums people out from time to time, but I, I hope that you kind of see it maybe um, more from the way that uh, I intend it now, but um uh, kind of is what it is, I guess, you know, loss is not a fun thing to talk about, but I think it's an important thing to talk about, an important thing to engage and, and kind of discuss, uh, so I'm going to take a, another quick little break, and probably be an ad or something in here, that way I can kind of get out of the whole mellow deal, and come back and say what I need to say to get us out of this, and uh, end this episode, right? Well, it was good to be back this week, and it felt good to kind of get to talk about something that's kind of been weighing on my mind, and uh, it's good to be podcasting again. It's good to be recording this stuff and getting it out, and, you know, um, if you go back and watch this, you know, this is broke up into segments, and normally I'd stick little sound bites, or the whole intention of this new setup is to kind of put some ad placement and stuff in between it, but today I didn't do that because... Kind of the flow of the show and the tone of the show didn't really dictate that, so, you know, I'm saving it all for the end, but uh, if you want my books, uh, the two poetry books, Co-Kingdom and Creating the Perfect Slave, 
and the two children's books I've done with my son, The Boy of Super Hearing and uh, Everyone's Different Just Like Me. They are all available on Amazon. And if you are some type of miserable monster of a human being, get on Amazon and order. But if you're a good person, and I believe that you are, and uh, you're a smart person, the best way to get these books is to go to the Red Spotted Newt. That's Red, R-E-A-D. The Red Spotted Newt in Hazard, Kentucky. You can look them up on Facebook. She will ship to you. She'll do anything. She'll sing, dance, whatever you need to make a sale. Um, but that's a local business, especially if you're from Eastern Kentucky. And that's the way to get my books. Um, she has them cheaper than Amazon. Uh, I always keep my prices through her cheaper. Uh, and it's an amazing store. Uh, if you don't want the crap that I peddle, she has tons of real authors and real books. And I would suggest going there. If you're a podcast fan and you really like podcasts, um, and you're local to the area of Eastern Kentucky especially, because to me, I like to see local people do good, uh, check out Down on the Holler with Jordan and Brad. Uh, it's available anywhere podcasts are available, and it is an excellent podcast, mainly about the life here in Eastern Kentucky and Appalachia. They have great guests. They do great shows. It's always an interesting conversation. It's wonderful to listen to. I can't promoted enough here to chew bubblegum uh probably one of my favorite podcasts it's funny it's off the wall it's very art bell type um if you're a non-believer still an excellent podcast uh i don't go very big on most paranormal stuff and people know that and uh i'm still on the fence with the whole ufo thing so i mean but i still love it and i love it every week and i can't recommend it enough uh definitely check it out and uh I think that's about it for this week. Uh, most definitely going to do this somewhat of a schedule on time. Look, it may not be once a week. It's definitely not going to be like it used to be, four or five a week. I mean, uh, I'm just going into the second year of this thing, and I'm already up in the hundreds on uh, episodes. So, you know, I went a little hard in the paint them first couple months. So, you know, that's not going to happen. But uh, it seemed to... Be like I want to have the opportunity to do these somewhat and really enjoy doing them and hopefully I can keep doing it that way. I hope the sound's good because I'm having to do this traveling and I'm going to have to start doing a lot of these driving and I apologize immensely. The, the last one before this, the local business one, was ill-prepared on a whim and the sound is horrible and I apologize for that. But um, don't suck, don't die and be good to people.